WRKS, Dickens, Texas. You better lock the doors, turn up the radio, strap yourself in. Because it's time for the Matt Wyatt Show. The guy who's the color commentator for Mississippi State football and SEC baseball. So, yeah, he brings a lot to the game. And he's right here. Right now. Oh, how appropriate. A Manic Monday. This song sung by a group called The Bangles. <laughs> Not the Bengals, but the Bangles. Close enough. Welcome in on this Manic Monday. I'm Matt in the Bureau of the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau across the great state of Mississippi. It is a Reaction Monday. Lord have mercy. What happened? What happened? My head's... My mind's boggled. What just happened? What did I watch yesterday in Kansas City? No, I was not there. The game was in Kansas City. What did I watch? Dad, come it. It did not go my way. In the league, where they play for pay. So much to get into, so little time. Thank goodness we got two hours with you today here in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Studio. Staying connected to you because of C Spire, the number one network in Mississippi, C Spire. Customer inspired. Uh, all right, so comment, text, or call. And I've already got some comments and some text to get to that came in just pop, 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 pop right off the top of the show. That's why I love you. I appreciate you so much. All right, um, yeah, if you're on the live stream, you can comment right there. Uh, type it in on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch. Hit comment. I see it right here in one place. We'll get to those in a minute. Sven and Richard and Roshana and everybody. Uh, coming to you. Also on the text line, the country pleasing text line, country pleasing sausage on grocery store shelves throughout the southeast. Look at the red hog on my hat. Let's look for the red hog. Yeah, I had some. Uh, I ate jalapeno and cheddar, country pleasing sausage, cut up and fried yesterday with uh, some cheese and pickles. That was ball game food. Woo! Check out my Instagram feed for pictures. Text me, all right, the number to text, 885-ESPN. It's a 601 number, 885-ESPN or 885-3776. Or uh, better yet, call me on the Divini phone. That way I get to hear your voice today on this uh, Reaction Monday. It's uh, the Divini Equipment phone line, the number 995-1059, 601-995-1059. I don't really know where to start other than... A hats off to Who Day. Debbie on Facebook says Who Day. That's uh, appropriate for her first comment because uh, for a couple of weeks now, she's been every day coming in here saying Who Day. He's a Bengals fan. Hats off to the Bengals. Their defense, first of all, but you know, you go no further than Joe Burrow, who just hung in there and made plays and made plays and never made this huge gargantuan mistake and then made the throws that he had to make and and, and look, you know, the much maligned offensive line of the Bengals who had given up so many sacks throughout the year, coming off a playoff game in Tennessee where they gave up nine sacks and still won, and <clears throat> we're all pointing to them as a weak spot, and they gave up, what, one sack in the game. Now, there should have been more, and um, 
our favorite, maybe one of our favorite, if not the favorite players on the Chiefs team, Chris Jones uh, from Houston, Mississippi, right out of Mississippi State, had him locked up, had him hit in the backfield on a key third down, um, and, and gave up a uh, conversion by turning him loose. I just didn't make the plays, and Joe Burrow did, you know. Uh, but that Bengals defense, they shut down the Chiefs' offense in that third quarter, second half, but particularly that third quarter. And it does go back to the end of the half, and there's so much to get to in that. But but really first, let's be honest, Joe Burrow is easy to pull for. A heck of a story. And I love the fact that he came out there. I guess it was an interview maybe. Maybe there was a question about it, but I saw the quote where you know, he said, you know, I'm, I'm an LSU Tiger. I'll always be an LSU Tiger. I don't know why Ohio State fans are trying to claim me as theirs. <laughs> I love that. I mean, yeah, he said it's not where you start, it's where you finish. That's true. That's true. This isn't pro baseball, is it, or, or football or whatever. So um, hats off the Bengals. Of course, last night, too, what an inc- another weekend of incredible games. You had two of them. One goes to overtime. The week before you had overtime in the same stadium, it went a different way for the Chiefs. But then last night, you know, you get a game-tying field goal late. You get a late score to win for um, uh, the Rams. It was, um, well, not a game-tying field goal. They go ahead, and then you get the game-sealing interception uh, at the end if you're the Rams. But Matthew Stafford, it's like, how do you, how do you not appreciate and feel good for him to have this opportunity to play in the Super Bowl after all those years of running in the mud in Detroit. He finally gets out of there, and man, is this thing working out. And they built this team around him. They just went all in, all the chips in the middle of the table, all in, gave away all their draft picks, brought in those defensive players. You know, you got Von Miller and Aaron Donald on the same defensive front. It's almost not fair when they get going. You know, credit San Francisco. They are really good. And, and the, the number one most disappointing thing for me is that the Chiefs are a much better team than they looked like in the third and fourth quarter. It doesn't matter. What matters is do you win the game or not. I get that. But I'm saying that's what I'm disappointed in is it's like the, the Bengals didn't even have they – didn't, they didn't beat like the best version of Kansas City. Kansas City totally – all over their own shoes on offense, right there on national television on the biggest stage. And I'm not talking about just didn't make a catch or make a throw. I'm talking about up here, the way they approached it mentally at the end of the half, at the end of regulation, on the first drive in overtime. It's just, I don't know how you explain some of the things that went on. Really, that's how I felt about it after the game. It was just, they went, um, they just totally went backward. Running the ball well in the first half, totally abandoned it in the second half. You know, you watch them in the third quarter, they couldn't, this is Mahomes we're talking about. They're not even completing basic screen passes. Like he's missing screen throws, sailing it. Then managing the end of the half, we'll get to that. Managing the end of regulation when... Yeah, okay, you're down there. You're going to tie right to get it to overtime. Okay. I I just didn't like the the running out of bounds twice. The clock was obviously important. Okay, the last thing you're going to want to do is leave time on there when you're in the position that you're in, down there uh, close to the goal line or getting closer. Okay, 
But we've got a the, the first time that you scramble in that situation, and you're sitting here with timeouts of your own. But they've got them too. You want to make them burn them, right? Well, the first time that you scramble and go out of bounds shows you an indication. Wait a minute, what was he thinking? Did it, what I mean, what what about? managing the clock in the end of the game to make sure that your possession is the only one, you don't give it back, make them use their timeouts, you're staying in bounds right there. He scrambles, you must stay in bounds. You're the quarterback, everybody. you got to know that. Slide. <laughs> stay in. Nobody forced you out. And then to turn around and do it on the very next play and run out of bounds and stop it again. That showed you right there. They're not thinking right. Something's not. And then... What retreat? I, you, a guy who has been so good and so clutch as Mahomes in that situation to twice run out of bounds, and then also then take two sacks and the second one back there, you almost cough up the ball. It's almost like did he get hit? How could a guy make those mental mistakes who's been so good throughout his career? You just I can't figure it out. I can't figure it out. And of course, it goes to overtime and you get the football. But if you watch the last two quarters, credit the Cincinnati defense. I haven't watched the film to see exactly what they did. But they obviously covered, okay, the Chiefs receivers in some man to man. They obviously did. Because how many times is he looking, 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 looking? He can't, he doesn't have anybody to get it to, right? Like, but then you sometimes they show you all 22, including down on the goal line where guy comes open and his eyes are in the wrong place. And I don't know. It was almost like this completely – this deal where it just the, – the Chiefs' offense completely reverted back to that offense that you haven't seen since about week four of the season where it's a scramble play. Every play is a scramble play. That's the way they looked when they were struggling for three or four weeks. <laughs> Uh, I mean, they couldn't run things on time. And then to just totally abandon the run game. You watch the first half, Chiefs are steadily poking the football right down their throat with McKinnon and, and Edwards Hilaire. Just running it. And then abandon it all together in the second half. With the lead, let alone in the third quarter. It doesn't make any sense what you saw. What does make sense is this. Just like we talked about last week. We didn't. Nobody needed any more evidence. Joe Burrow is special. <laughs> Joe Burrow is special. Winner, 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 winner. The guy is a winner. You, you. It doesn't matter if you hit him. It doesn't matter if you chase him. It doesn't matter if you're ahead of him. He doesn't care if he's ahead or behind. You can't force him into mistakes, into game-losing mistakes. That guy is easy to pull for. It's only the fourth time in history that you've had two former SEC quarterbacks going head-to-head in the Super Bowl. It's only the fourth time it's happened. Um, 2010, you had Peyton Manning versus Cam Newton. Not 10. 16, I'm sorry. 2016, you had Cam Newton versus Peyton Manning. Uh, 2006, you had Peyton Manning versus Rex Grossman. And then way back in the, sometime around 60s, 70s, you had Fran Tarkenton versus uh, Kenny Stabler. And that's the only three times in history you've had 
former SEC quarterbacks facing each other head-to-head in the Super Bowl. Now, it does mean, though, it's the third time since 2006 and twice now in the last 10 years you've had former SEC quarterbacks go uh, head-to-head in the Super Bowl. But it is rare uh, all time and and overall. Okay, so let's get to some of your comments here on the uh, Country Please and Text Line, Country Please and Sausage on grocery store shelves throughout the Southeast. It is the best. All right, let me go back to text number one that we got today on the Country Please and Text Line. It's Paul. Paul says, Matt, 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 what happened to our Chiefs? Did the Bengals beat us or did we beat ourselves? No, the, the Bengals beat you. Make no mistake about it, okay? Because, look, let's say it like it is. There's a lot of teams that if they're down, was it 21 to 3? There's a lot of teams they're down 21 to 3. They have no chance of coming back and winning that game. Joe Burrow does, especially when you don't take the field goal before halftime. More on that in a bit. If y'all want to hear me go on about that decision just before half and the mismanagement of, of that deal, to go into the locker room up 11 instead of going in there up 14 with momentum, getting the ball to start the second half. What are y'all doing? Yes, I can second guess it because it's elementary. It's elementary. You have you've put the ball on about the two or three, wherever it was. There's now seven or eight seconds on the clock. Forget it. You're up 21 to 10. Forget the idea of touchdown. You didn't get it on first down, second down. Forget it. The end. Kick it. You're going, yeah, well, Matt, they didn't want to kick field goal and leave some time on the clock. So what? What are you going to do? Squib it and run out the half? Kick the field goal before the clock runs out to make sure you're up 14. You get the ball to start the second half. It's not a hard decision. It's elementary. Okay, and let's go nuance here. Well, Matt, it's Patrick Mahomes we're talking about, and he manages this stuff great. Went on a game-tying deal with 13 seconds left last week. Uh Uh-huh. From one end of the field to the other. Uh Uh-huh, got it. And there's eight seconds here, and he's two, three yards away. Yep, got it. Got it. Mm Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a playoffs at home, and you got a chance to go up by a full two touchdowns. This isn't the end of the game. There's no desperation. None whatsoever. You don't have timeouts. You can't run it. we got to throw it. Well, number one, if you're going to throw it, what's the number one thing must happen? It's got to go in the end zone or out of the back of the end zone. The very idea of completing something short of that goal line. Credit the Bengals' defense for making a play and making the tackle. Sure. The very idea of completing anything short of that goal line. It's, it is a mental error. That's what it is. And the Chiefs had a bunch of those. It was absolutely a, a mental error. Hats off to Joe Burrow. I'll be pulling for him. Her Rebel Rex says, hey, Matt, happy Monday to you. Sorry about the Chiefs game, but when I saw the two receivers arguing on the sideline, things started looking bad. Heck of a game. It was a heck of a game. Hopefully the Rams can finish the deal and win the Super Bowl. Wouldn't mind it one bit. Cam Akers, second year in the NFL from Clinton, Mississippi, a chance to get a Super Bowl ring. He's another guy that's easy to pull for. And Matthew Stafford has been so clutch, Rex. Let me tell you, that – That deal last week in Tampa against Brady was historical. 
And that throw up the field, the bomb to go win the game, basically, to at the end to Cooper Cup, you watch the replay. I mean, the toughness and the clutchness to stand in there and Indomitian Sue is free. He's Here he comes, bearing down on you free. And he goes, whoosh, throws a bomb up the middle of the field, 45 yards. Perfect in stride. Clutch, man. The teams that get to the Super Bowl aren't always the greatest thing since sliced bread, but they are the most clutch. I got more comments I can shake a stick at. I really appreciate y'all doing the best I can. We got a lot of time left. Ronnie on the text line says, Matt, in your opinion, um, why has State gotten off their rear end and done something for NIL like Ole Miss has? Ronnie, I don't have one slight honest clue what that is, and frankly, I just don't care right now. Appreciate your text, and thank you for listening. Jeremy says, Matt, a lot of the blame for the Kansas City loss should be Mahomes. End of the first half throw uh, that ran out the clock, two picks, and a fumble. After that first half, I can't believe he was basically shut down in the second. Did Hill have a reception in the second half? I don't think he did. And one of the inter- I mean one of the yeah, one of the interceptions, Jeremy, in the second half was forcing it down there on that third down up the field to Hill. Well, I was actually that was overtime, wasn't it? It's all jumbled now. But he's trying to get it to him because he hadn't been able to get it to him. They they bracketed him, they did a great job. They did a great job. But it, it's like, how do you also take away Kelsey? You know, how do you also how do you take away these other weapons? And then how do you just stop running the ball altogether with a lead? Even when you do try to run the ball, they had a nice average running the ball in the second half. They just abandoned it. They couldn't get in a rhythm, keep throwing incompletes. It, it was a mess. It was a meltdown. That's exactly what that was. That was an offensive meltdown. Patrick Mahomes, he goes, you know, I mean, it's just – for a guy that's that talented and that good, you just couldn't have a, a more spastic 30 to 40 minutes of football to finish that one out. Lynn on line one of the Divinity phone. Thanks for calling, Lynn. What's up? How about it, Matt? Sorry about the loss yesterday for you. No, Tough one, sorry. Uh, but, bro, bro is, uh, you're speaking about Bo, and that's kind of why I called. I think we're really getting to watch some, uh, a special player go, uh, but that's far an injury, of course. But I got a question for you. I want to see what you think about it. I heard that his last year of LSU, he didn't have classes. All he had to do was study football. Now, I don't know if that's accurate or not, but if it is, would that not attribute a lot to how he has learned how to work as a pro and develop so quickly at the NFL at this rate? Because he's I mean, he's in his second year, and he didn't even play a full year. His first year, he got hurt. Yeah, hey, it's amazing. And I just thought maybe that if he if he spent a year there without classes on that championship run, where he was basically doing what a pro quarterback could do, being in the film room all the time, just learning some things that maybe you don't get to learn to your rookie year as a normal student. Yeah, and th- that might be something that's helping. I think it's a really good point because it it is true. That's um. And, and he's not the first one, Lynn, to ever get to do that, obviously. But, yes, having an experience where you've already kind of gone through a year of you, you're basically a full-time football player, you know. There's no going right. to class well, and all that kind of stuff. Well, he jumped year one at LSU to year two. It yeah. was, I mean, he was good year one, but right. he was something different year yeah. two. 
Yeah. Too. I think it's and probably a factor. Yeah, I think it's probably a factor for sure. But, you know, the thing, too, there's um, there's a confidence with him, and it's a real confidence. It, it's not a false thing. There's a confidence. Yeah, and, and he just – you could even see it in his first year at LSU. I, I, you know, I made some videos yep. about it way back then on my, on my YouTube channel because what you'd see from him was some clutch stuff. Like the first SEC game that Joe Burrow ever played in was a road game at Auburn his first year. And it's packed and all this, and it's a close game. That maybe they're just a, a two points down or something at the end of the game. And he had a play in the fourth quarter. They're down two on the road. This is his first SEC game he's ever played in. And Auburn busts through there and sacks him and didn't just sack him. I'm talking about rung his bell. I'm talking about cleaned his clock. And everybody yeah. in that stadium in Auburn, it was a third down, went berserk like this is ball game. We just rung his bell, sacked him on third down. We're up two. He stood up. Called a play on fourth down, completed a pass over the middle to convert a fourth down. About three plays later, they kicked the game-winning field goal. And he, he showed well, you that stuff then. Yeah. Well, he's the one. All that said, I'm pulling for Akers and Stafford. I, I like Stafford and George. I was the first time I've seen him play. I said, there's another quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> no doubt. Uh, so I'd like to see him well funny. Burrow's got time. But, yeah. uh, he's going to be great. Thank you, Lynn. Enjoy your show, Matt. Yeah, I agree with you that he is. He is. He's already great. Burrow is amazing. I'm going to enjoy this Super Bowl just sitting back, not having necessarily a team to pull for, or root for, just watching the game. And the way this playoff has unfolded leads me to believe that Super Bowl is going to really be a doozy. Just getting started. More of your comments, texts, phone calls coming up. Stay with me. Any idea what time it is? It's time to get back to the Matt Wyatt Show. Talking more great sports for you, Mississippi. Online transmission is ready, sir. All right, back with you. I'm Matt in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau. Go with the home team. Your hometown heroes, that's your local Farm Bureau insurance agent. That way, you know, it's somebody, your, your insurance is with somebody that you know. Face to face, like you got a cell phone number, they live right down the road. <laughs> you know, you're in Sunday school with them on Sunday. You see them out to eat at the ball games. It's a local person, and so any insurance, anything, questions or changes or updates or claims, it's a person that text away. That's the way it is with Farm Bureau. Somebody you can talk to that lives there where you live. It's the way it ought to be, and it's the way it is. With Farm Bureau Insurance. Joe Burrow, man. Wow. Joe Cool, back in school, hanging around a water fountain, playing He is Joe Cool. Joe Man, I tell you what, he's he's something else, man. Uh, Res Dog texted and said, You sound like an MSU fan, Matt. <laughs> Uh, unnamed texter said, huge adjustment by the Bengals. I texted my brother. The game was over after the third Kansas City touchdown drive. Well, you're a smart fella if you knew that. You should have bet the house if you knew that. They'd take your bets then, wouldn't they? 
They probably would. Yeah, that, no question. There was an adjustment there, but you know, to me, it's like, what, what, uh, what is it schematically that you can adjust to that goes from guys are open to we're just covering them. We got them. We covered them in man to man. I mean, they covered Kelsey. They covered Tyreek Hill. Of course, a lot of it was, you know, um, underneath kind of bracketing over the top and underneath the Tyreek Hill running with him. That means everybody else. There's a lot of one on ones elsewhere. Hardman, Kelsey, nobody's open, apparently. How do you cover all that? You just play better. I think there's your adjustment right there. All right, QB1 texted the show, said, I agree, Mahomes just mentally shut down, wasn't thinking straight for the entire second half. I really think the mental mistake of dumping it off Tyreek before half got in his head, he just started to either overthink or try to do too much as opposed to let the game come to him. I Yeah, maybe do too much. Hold the ball too long. You know, you get out of sync. You stop running things on time. I don't know. Maybe we're overanalyzing. I don't know. Let me hit a few more things. I'm coming to the live stream, too. Uh, Hoghead Cheese said, not going for the field goal at the end of the first half cost them the game, and it, it kind of did. M- momentum and actual points on the scoreboard and everything. That y- You talk about mismanaging something. But again, I go back to okay, certainly the game wound up in overtime. You win the coin toss. Everything's even again, right? Mistakes at the end of the regulation don't matter. But just the mindset you would be in when you've got the ball, they've got timeouts, you're trying to burn the clock and make them use them, and we scramble twice in a row and go out of bounds twice in a row. I mean, what are we thinking there? What? what how could that situation in the game possibly escape – I understand it's different when you have the ball and you're running full speed and somebody's chasing you. But still, we stay in bounds. This is what you do. What are you doing? Nick, country pleasing text line, says, I hate to tell you, Matt. Nick says, Joe just surpassed Mahomes. What we saw with Burrow was the introduction to the next Brady certified killer I mean, he's doing this with Cincinnati, not a team full of stars besides Chase. No quarterback has ever won the Heisman National Championship and Super Bowl, and he could do it all in three years. He's he's magic. (laughs) Bull said, I saw a stat that Joe Burrow is undefeated in win or go home games in college and pro. Wow. Wow. Aquatic Wave says, now that Jackson Dart committed to Ole Miss, do you think that improves the win total for Ole Miss? Yeah, I don't really know, uh, to be honest with you. I I'm not familiar with him at all. I haven't watched some film yet. Maybe I can do that some. Uh, in the, Will he be there for spring? You know, we might do that before spring practice or during, but I'm, I'm not really familiar with him. I haven't watched him play. I just don't know. Uh, and that's the thing about commitments and, and even signees. A lot of, I mean – I don't know. When there's nothing else going on, it's fine to talk about. But when there's other stuff going on, you can very easily waste your time with it. You spend 45 minutes talking about somebody and then look up a year later and they never played and left. Uh, The real unnamed texture says, also, why change a defensive strategy against Chase? Shut him down in the first half with double coverage. Yeah, it's almost like they flipped and used Kansas City's defensive 
scheme against Kansas City and Tyreek Hill in the second half. 100 Grand texts the show and says, Matt, did you hear the Kansas City fans after they won the overtime coin toss and then turn it over? No. Well, I heard the fans just just exploded when they won the coin toss. I was the same way going, yes. But then you're reminded, this offense couldn't even complete screen passes. We're in the third and fourth quarter. What are we doing? How are we supposed to go down the field and score a touchdown? Just get lucky? Throw a couple jump balls, come down with it? You should have just run the football. Yes, I don't know. White didn't send, uh, two, three more texts. White Denzel says, you know who's the biggest loser from this weekend in the NFL playoffs? The Nebraska Cornhuskers. <laughs> Didn't offer him out of high school, talking about Joe Burrow. And when he decided to leave Ohio State, he wanted to go to Nebraska, and Scott Frost said no thank you because he believed Martinez was better than Burrow. <laughs> oh. Oh. Evaluations, man. That stuff's difficult sometimes, I guess. It can be difficult. J-Rock says, hey, Matt, I don't, uh, he says, I don't know why my Mississippi State buddies are complaining about how good Ole Miss is doing in the transfer portal. Number one in the country, Mississippi State, has signed three kickers. <laughs> There's some information for you. The good old transfer portal. There's a ranking where it really pays. Give me a break. Call a fine bomb show, that stuff. Hoghead Cheese says, according to CBS Sports, a better won $579,000 by predicting the final score of both games on a $20 bet. Predicted the final score accurately on both games? Unnamed Texter says, Matt, Disappointed you were cheering for the Chiefs. Get on board the Houday train. <laughs> Houday and Hale State. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, look, I mean, <clears throat> you know, you, you ride the emotional roller coaster of rooting for a team who wins and then loses in the playoffs. Can't you just sit back and enjoy the Super Bowl without having to be on somebody's bandwagon? Honestly, like, if there was a way for both Joe Burrow and Matt Stafford to win. So Stafford gets his after all he's been through, as clutch as he's been in the postseason. Burrow gets his, makes the history. A guy with Mississippi roots, family roots in Amory, Mississippi. You know, they'd be fine with that. Mike Hilton, the former Ole Miss guy who, let me just tell you, Mike Hilton is the one still playing and a chance to win a Super Bowl. And there's a whole lot of guys who were recruited ahead of him that everybody talked about on radio shows like this. Y'all keep texting me about this guy, this recruit, and this transfer guy, just like y'all did who? Kim Dietschy. Who else? Some other receiver. Treadwell. We, y'all couldn't get enough of those. Meanwhile, Mike Hilton's the best football player of all of them. Nobody wanted to talk about Mike Hilton during recruiting. On this show, on that show, on their, their, that website, nobody talked about Mike Hilton, but you're talking about him now. Oh, 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 but by all means, let's have a 45-minute conversation about recruiting on January the 31st. No. You know why? Because of Mike Hilton. 
Let's talk about him. He's actually playing. He's actually doing it. You go back six, seven years ago, what everybody want to talk about? Kim Dietschy, Treadwell, on and on and on and on. Meanwhile, Mike Hilton is on your board. Y'all don't even know his name. Didn't care. Because you wanted to talk about who you wanted to talk about. Same thing you're texting me about now. Go find me the next Mike Hilton. Find that guy who predicted the final score that apparently knows everything has a crystal ball. And let's find him to tell us who is the three-star we ought to be talking about now who's going to be playing in the NFL for six years and win a Super Bowl. Because that's Mike Hilton. It's exactly why I don't cover this crap and waste our time on all these other guys. Let them do something first. All right. How about that? I tell you what, let's do, Bill. I know we have a phone call holding on, but if we go to it right, there's the music. So if you're on the phone line, hang tight. Hang tight, and we will come to you just, uh, just around the other side. Lots of comments, as you can imagine, on this Reaction Monday. We had a busy and interesting weekend of basketball, didn't we? We had that. And one of our own got himself a coaching job in the SEC. But now he has resigned before he's ever coached a game. I'll tell you who, what, when, and where. All of that and more in the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Stick around. All right, back with you in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio, Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau. Let's go to the phone. Patiently waiting on line one is Mad Tiger on a Monday. Hello, Mad Tiger. Good Monday to you. How you all doing, man? Doing great. Thanks for calling. Thanks for being patient. Thank you. Thank you. Got a couple of analysis of the game. Okay. Uh... Five seconds left. Why would you play action with five seconds left in the game and you on the inside the five yard line? That that didn't make sense to me. And then you throw the ball. Yeah, he was good, but you throw the ball three, four yards outside of the end zone. You throw the ball in the end zone. If it's dropped, you still got a second left. Yes, but why the play action? That yeah. didn't fool anybody. I mean, that was just crazy to me. Well, it the was it was, was Mad Tiger. I want to add that because you're talking about the end of the half when the Chiefs are right, right. there on the goal line, and and there was right. there was ever how many? I think it was like eight seconds left. But the thing about it is they didn't have timeouts, so the Bengals knew. The Bengals basically knew they don't have timeouts. They're not running the ball right here because we tackle them short of the goal line. It's over. They don't have a timeout. They're definitely going to throw it. You know, and right. I guess I guess you're going, okay, well, you know, maybe the play action is built in there, but number one, it does waste time. And then just like you said, the in that situation, to mentally not grasp the ball cannot be completed short of the goal line. Throw it to the cheerleaders before you do that. It's just a mental right. it's a mental breakdown at what was a crucial time. And and my other thing was uh always 
had a coach, uh, and, and I'm old school, and I don't compare when I played and how the kids play today. They're much more talented than when I played ball. And when I played ball, I was offensive lineman. We had to shield block. They taught us to hold our jersey because if you extended your hands, they were going to call holding. So it was more or less, if it wasn't a, a running play, you it pass blocking was shield blocking. But mm. but back to the point, act like you've been there before. The first half, the Chiefs act as if that was at the end of the game. Mm. Every play they made, every play they made, they were rah-rahing and jumping up and down and I, I just don't get it. It's a team sport. You didn't do anything by yourself. Um, it was just crazy. And at the end of the game, why go ahead and score? If they go back and score, then you lose. But you you behind three. You, you can't be conservative. He got sacked twice in that series after the long play or the pass interference. I mean, it was just crazy. Yeah. I don't understand. Well, I didn't. It, I, well, and it, the whole situation at the end of the regulation deal was mismanaged. Um, it was because the thing about it is also, you know, you're sitting there. You're not playing against the clock, but in that situation, you sort of, even though you're behind, you're still sort of using it to your advantage. Because what are the what do the Bengals want? The Bengals want number one to keep you from scoring a touchdown to beat them. They want to do that, sure. But they also want to, if you do go up, they want some time left, right? So they can possibly not have their season end. So there's this element of if you run stuff on time, plays that that get off on time, okay, and then two, if you stay in bounds, even though you're behind, you're still putting the pressure on them, does that make sense right. at all? Because the clock's right. running. It does. It does. It makes no sense. But you have to. You have to go for the win. They've got to score a touchdown. A field goal won't help them. I mean, if they do it, then fine. But you gotta get. You gotta go for the touchdown. Okay. He and, got sacked twice. And and he did. In and that, that little series. And and he and he also. You remember he also scrambled down there in that situation two times. Right. And but right. and, and two times ran out of bounds stopping the clock. And to me, okay, so let's let's your your philosophy is right. You're trying to score and win the game. And so he scrambles and he he's thinking I may have a chance to sneak in here and knock down the pylon. Well, they knock him out short. Well, well that was the first time. But but the second time it happens. It tells me that you're not again mentally you're not managing this the whole situation you know it's gotten away from you. you're scrambling just a little bit um I, I just i'm with you on that mad tiger it was just the before the halftime mismanagement was really egregious it was but, but it was five seconds matt and and that's the coach's call you can't let yeah. Mahomes tell you we can do it Kick the field goal. I mean, yes, absolutely. You're not behind. Absolutely. No question. No question. I totally agree with it. Absolutely. You're up 11 and you're right there. Okay, you didn't score and now there's five seconds left. You kick the field goal to go up 14 because number one, it's points. Number two, it's momentum. And number three, you're getting the ball to start the second half. 
the very idea to let that slip away, it's it's bad, man. It's bad. And one other one other thing, Matt. You know they're capable of coming back because you were up the same amount of points the first time you played them uh, three weeks ago or, or four weeks ago, week 17. I mean, so you know that they're capable of coming back and they're going to make adjustments. And you know, we may not score the same amount. You only scored three points the second half. I know it. It they completely went in a shell, and you know, the the, the Bengals defense. It's incredible what they were able to pull off, and 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 the Chiefs in the second half looked like because I watched all their games, they looked like at the beginning of the year when they were struggling, when they got in a stretch where everything they ran was a scramble play, when they were in a, a rough stretch at the beginning of the year. They had no sync. They had no timing. It was always snap, hold it, run around, twist around, spin around, go out to the right, throw it back across. Everything was a scramble play, and that's why they struggled. And they finally got going. They reverted to that in the second half. I don't know that you know. I don't know how Cincinnati did it, but hats off to them. Hats off to them. No question about it. And I'm not a Kansas City Chiefs fan. I do. I just. They actually look they had won the game in the first half. Yeah. I just don't understand it. You've been to four in AFC championship games in a row. I mean, how can you have a no left like that? I know it. I mean, he's a professional. I just, the raw-raw stuff I just don't like. I, I'm, I'm old school when it comes to that. Um, whatever happened, whatever play was made, you made yards or what you didn't do it by yourself. Yeah. Good stuff, man, Tiger. Thank you. You know, and let's let's say it like it is too. I mean, uh, you know, at, at at times, thanks for the call, man, Tiger. Uh, at times, Kansas City's defense did a nice job. Uh, certainly on the back end, they made some plays. That in the first half, they made some plays. In the second, they got off the field. Kansas City's defense got off the field some in the second half. They were putting the game in the hands of Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City offense, and, it, and they couldn't do it. And um, they covered. But what I was going to point to was against that offense with Jaron Reed and Chris Jones and those guys on your defensive front, how do you have one sack? There's another huge indictment of how you played in the game and why you lost. And, and let's call it like it is. I mean, that Third down scramble for a first down on the go-ahead drive in the fourth quarter for Joe Burrow in Cincinnati when Chris Jones was in the backfield and had him. Had him. Got both hands on him and let Joe Burrow slip away and he ran for a first down. That play will haunt Chris Jones for the next five, six months. He'll wake up in a cold sweat at night thinking about that play. Had him. Makes that play, they're getting the ball back. And with the lead in the fourth quarter. And as bad as you've played, it's momentum time. And things start to tighten up, if you know what I mean. But let him go. And when he let him go, and that was the second, third down, Joe Burrow converted on that drive by scrambling. You knew, all right, it's coming. <laughs> it's coming. Now they managed to get it to overtime. But nine sacks last week for Tennessee. You come back, you have one this week. I'm just as surprised by that as I am 
the offense just completely disappearing. And, and how does that happen? How does it happen, really? I don't know, man. I don't have the answers. <clears throat> All right, Leon texts the show. He says, I love that rant, Matt, spot on. Look at the high-profile USC quarterback that transferred to the SEC, got beat out and sent packing by a walk-on in Athens. <clears throat> Unnamed texture. Says, have you criticized Andy Reid directly yet? No. You know, I haven't. And you have to. Now, Mad Tiger mentioned it, it mentioned it in there, and it is a slightly different. You know, Eric Bieniemy calls the plays for Kansas City, but it's Andy Reid's team and his offense, and he's the head coach. And just completely bungled that situation before halftime. And they, even though it got to overtime, I felt like they fouled it up. At the end of regulation, you get the ball down there, you got to score. You got to score. You want to go play in the Super Bowl, you got to go score. All right, so there it is. There's all of our reaction to the NFL stuff. A whole bivvy of other stuff coming up in hour number two, which is right around the corner. Stick around.